0: We'll mm back to the Let's Talk Baseball podcast, season 1, episode 7. We're on our final division before we start start getting into spring training. This is our last weekend without baseball and we'll be covering the AL East this week. How are you doing, Bailey?
1: Good. I'm excited to see on Twitter and stuff, you know, the players throwing at a uh, spring training. A lot of those guys are already down there even though I think they have till Sunday to actually or today actually to be in camp, but a lot of guys getting some early work in. I, I like to see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting stuff. And, yeah, it being the last weekend without baseball until November, really, it really gets the blood flowing, you know.
1: For sure. Speaking of blood flowing, uh, how cringeworthy was that Houston Astros press conference?
0: Yeah, that was, that was brutal.
1: Like, I... I just don't get it the players you know they scheduled this apology you know and they said that they had a team meeting the night prior to basically orchestrate what they were going to say in this press conference and I think Bregman and Altuve's apology total was about 45 seconds long like they basically were just there was no sincerity to it and they basically were saying that we're sorry you feel the way you did about us cheating and We're going to come back and try to win again this year. And they only refer, the weird part is, is like the Houston Astros are only referring to 2017, but all the reports say that they've been cheating for like the last three years. So I find that ironic.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like with, uh, with Jim Crane, like absolutely like playing the innocent card still and just trying to play that off. It's just so stupid. And saying that it didn't affect the outcome of the game. It, it absolutely did. And there's no way that you can argue that it didn't because I mean you could see, even in the I I forget what years like fifteen or sixteen when Farquhar was pitching it might have been even in seventeen when Farquhar was pitching on the White Sox to the Astros, and you can see like like you hear the banging and then the timing on each pitch the guy is just absolutely on time, so I mean it's just if you know what's coming it's gonna you're gonna be heavily favored in that matchup
1: yeah and if it didn't affect the game, why have you been doing it the last three years? like there's no reason to be cheating and breaking the rules if it's not giving you an advantage
0: so yesterday, I saw Manchester City has to serve a two year ban from the league, so I mean, where's this ban at for for baseball like the commissioners dropping the ball on this i mean they're they're not getting any any form of egregious punishment that is that anybody feels is adequate to the nature of what they did I mean you're getting you're talking like you're you should the world title should be stripped and I I don't know I'm I don't even know what to say right now it's it's frustrating
1: yeah I don't necessarily how you go into the details of the world title if it's you know a big question mark but I do think the soccer um Punishment is more along the lines of what we should have seen. Maybe not completely, but halfway in the middle, you're going from the players receiving zero punishment to the team not playing for two full seasons. I mean, I feel like that would make a larger impact for the round of the league if there were teams that are currently cheating that have not got caught or teams that have considered doing it, seeing that, you know, the success the Astros have had. Oh.
0: Or yeah, make them like postseason ineligible. Like whatever they do in the regular season doesn't matter. They're not going to get to the postseason. I mean, make them play the games. Because I mean, if if you don't allow them to play the games, it's just going to throw off the balance of the league quite a bit. I mean, you got to have a team in that place, or I mean, I guess you could fill the team with replacement players too. But make them postseason ineligible, and that'll that that'd be pretty adequate as well. Also, uh, another thing too, you Darvish said today, um, like. Olympians, they they get caught cheating. They have a gold medal. Their gold medal gets taken. I mean, a lot of these things that you see across all sports is pretty consistent. I mean, Rob Manfred, he's not really. I don't think he's dropping the hammer hard enough.
1: Yeah, that guy is kind of a toolbox within itself. So is Jim Crane. So we'll see how that goes. Speaking of my, Rob Manfred, we haven't. I don't think we've talked about the um new playoff. You know layout that they've been talking about implementing what are your thoughts on that
0: yeah uh i mean ex- expanding the playoffs i mean that that's gonna make it to where almost fifty percent of the league gets in and i mean you're you're talking seven teams from each league and you're talking a fourteen team playoff pool to start with the a l and the national league i mean i'm I'm not a huge fan of it, but I, I don't know. It's it'd be it'd be different. It'd make the postseason longer. You're already playing 162 games, so I mean, if the, if they shortened up the regular season, then yeah, I'd be I'd be for it. The players would be for it. But there's there's already complaints about how long the season is. This 162 game season just never seems to end. And if you're gonna expand the playoff field, maybe make the season a little bit shorter in in turn.
1: Yeah, I think the expanding the playoffs to seven teams, um, from both sides would just absolutely be a joke and ruin the credibility of how awesome playoff baseball truly is because you, you do only see the best of the best teams make the playoffs in baseball. I mean, you look at a playoff layout similar to like the NBA with the East and West that, you know, that divisions
0: are pointless.
1: Yeah. It literally leads to the teams that are below 500 or just at 500 making the playoffs and then getting absolutely shellac the first round because they don't belong there, and they're going against a team that you know definitely deserves to be there and is at you know the number one seed, so I do not agree with the whole adding more teams to the playoff bracket. I do think it would be cool to see the um higher seed or the number one seed going in the playoff getting to choose their wild you know their wild card opponent yeah. And the only reason I say that is because, for one, you would have to have earned it for being, you know, being the number one seed. Two, I mean, we've seen teams have a hundred wins and be in the wild card game. It's like, do that's not a team that we should have to play as a number one seed, you know? So it would allow you to play the opponent of your choice, and it also might make you know, like, cause once a team clinches a division spot, there's nothing to play for. But if they want to try to play for that number one spot so they know they can, you know, choose the outcome of what opponent they're playing. It might even give a larger incentive deeper into the season even if a team in a weaker division is clinching, you know, early September, you know, late October.
0: Right. And you you made that argument too. You uh you see the best of the best teams in October and that's because teams are trying to win their division and you're you're an in a pennant race the whole the whole season. So that makes it that makes it a lot more a lot more challenging to make it to the playoffs and a lot more rewarding when you do get there. And that's why playoff baseball is so is so sought after and so so highly competitive.
1: Yeah, and Trevor Bauer, I know we've seen a lot of his content over this offseason just cuz he's got a lot to say about you know what has been going on, but I truly enjoy what he had to say about the whole let's, you know, nitpick and change the rules of the game, you know, and they're trying to tweak the game that we all love and that doesn't need to be changed. Instead, let's work on marketing the sport better. He was saying like how much more content you have of the MLB that you could easily be marketing and make it a, you know, more, you know, get more viewership and expand the sport, but instead you choose to tweak the rules and Make it more convenient for the people that can't sit down for a nine inning baseball game I get it we're trying to speed things up and you know do certain things to get more people to watch but changing the rules of the game isn't it you know we need we need more social media content we need more um let,
0: let, let's let's start with not blacking regionally blacking out games like, exactly it, it, don't punish me if I live in if I live in Rockford illinois for 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 Chance like I can't get, I can't watch the Cubs or the White Sox on the MLB package. It's freaking stupid.
1: Yeah, it's the only sport that I've seen so many blackout opportunities where it's almost like you don't want us watching the game. And yeah, (laughs) so that's definitely the first step. And then obviously, you know, we have you have 162 games to gather this content from, so you should definitely it should be blown up across social media or television, you know, Sports Center. Any way you can, just to get people to see it, and then if you, they see these awesome highlights and they're seeing all this content, that's how you gain your viewers. Not by, if I'm not watching baseball, what does it matter to me whether a pitcher's got to face three batters before getting pulled or not, or seven teams instead of you know five or six? You know, it doesn't matter. It, that's not what's going to get me to watch the game of baseball.
0: Right. Yeah, they're they're trying to change the product rather than change how their how their marketing it per se
1: yeah so uh that's my that's my thoughts on oh uh another
0: thing to add to this whole astros bullshit did you see what uh you you saw what cody ballinger had to say right
1: yeah and then i saw what carlos correa said in his interview
0: fuck carlos correa yeah that was a f- freaking cocky ass remark and he's just talking out of his ass like if you don't know you can't say anything shut the fuck up
1: yeah, I I personally – it'll be interesting to see how many Astros players are going to get drilled or how – Can't drill them. Can't yeah, drill them. You're yeah, going
0: to get, I, the team will get the death sentence if that happens, I swear.
1: Yeah, Rob Manfred was saying that we're not going to punish the players that cheated, but we're going to punish the people that are drilling the players. So, you know, the logic's really there.
0: That's exactly what he said.
1: You know, Rob Manfred's a genius, obviously. So,
0: yeah, the, this this whole this whole thing was handled very poorly.
1: Yeah, and it and it's just gonna cause the season to be that much more interesting based on how this carries out through the regular season.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll definitely be watching the Astros-Yankees two series this year. That's gonna be interesting. All right, so we can start diving into the American League East. Where do you want to start off?
1: Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I mean, might as okay. well start
0: on top, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go Yankees.
0: Start, start with start with the Yankees. So their their biggest their biggest uh, acquisition of the off season obviously was Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole signing, and just he he adds adds a great arm to that rotation and. That's I mean, they're they they're obviously f- obvious favorites here in the the American League to to make it to the World Series and then face off on the against the beast of a team that we call the Los Angeles Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I've, that's a scary pickup for them. Uh, obviously, that's gonna the two best pitchers in baseball just happen to pitch in New York for both teams. You know, Garrett Cole and Degrom, but I think the. Uh, I think the big thing was they they locked down Chapman for three years, whether they overpaid or not. You know, like he's been the best reliever in baseball for quite some time, and then they brought back their veteran uh, Brett Gardner. Other than that, they pretty much just went all in on the Garrett Cole thing as far as picking up free agents, and then you got guys like uh, James, was it James Paxton or uh, Happ that just got hurt? Well, I'm kind of fumbling I'm, here. I'm not. I'm not sure. I believe it's Paxton, which it is because so originally they were saying trade Hap, you know, to gain because they didn't really need him. He was like their sixth, you know, starting pitcher. But with Paxton being out for a little bit of time with, I believe, uh, throwing arm issues, he's going to have to step up into that rotation and take his place. And then you have a guy like um, Domingo Herman, who was a stud last year, but decided that off the field he was going to get in trouble with domestic violence uh kind of weird how they got Chapman and him you know they're kind of (laughs) like the dynamic duo in that aspect but so he has a 80 game suspension I want to say
0: yeah that sounds about right
1: so he's another big arm that will be sitting out for quite some time which he should and but uh I mean yeah you look any position on this diamond for the Yankees and it's scary it's absolutely and not Let's not forget about their bullpen, who which is debatably best in baseball. So yeah. they they have a lockdown, you know, I would say 103 wins at least, and win in the East, that's what I got them at.
0: Okay, you got the 103? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I sat there over under at 97, but, I mean, again, you're talking – Hundred win potential across the board, no doubt. As long as they stay healthy and don't get plagued with injuries like they did last season, which was very, very unfortunate for them. But they still, they still made it to the ALCS ultimately and lost to the Astros. But
1: if we're gonna I find mean, anything, I will. Well, sorry about that. But I'm gonna say if no, we're gonna go find anything that might be negative for the Yankees, it would be. Interesting to see Glaber Torres's ability to play every day at shortstop in the field, because he has struggled when stepping into that role. So that'll be interesting to see. But they do have Miguel Andular coming back. They have, or they did lose Dylan Batanzas out of the bullpen who didn't pitch last year due to injury, right. and also Edwin Incarcion which was quite a bat in the DH slot. So they got, a, they lost a little bit, but obviously we saw how much depth and craziness that came out of that lineup no matter who was in there one through nine last year and i think it's gonna be another crazy year you got stanton who only played sub 50 games last year coming back healthy you know they're saying that's gonna be huge he could have 45 home runs this year for all we know
0: right yeah and he yeah he only had 59 at bats last year
1: yeah it was very minimal and every time he came back he hurt himself again
0: 18 games one eight that's that's a very very bad season for, for. Mike Stanton. Yeah. But, yeah, like like you said, he's he's going to be coming back from injury, and he's going to be he's going to be producing at a high level. Brett Gardner, he the, father time out there, and then Aaron Judge, Luke Voit, DJ, DJ Lemayhew, who played like a freaking stud last year, and then yeah, if Torres can, Torres can, continue to improve and. I mean, he's only 23 years old, and he's all-star caliber player.
1: For sure, for sure.
0: So, yeah, I've, I've got him set at 97. you got him at 103. Regardless, got them at the top. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about real quick, too, since I, since I brought up, uh, I think it will be Yankees-Dodgers in the World Series. I don't think anybody's going to debate that. Uh, the Dodgers, if they do not win the World Series this year, are they officially cursed, if you believe in that stuff?
1: Yeah, um I wouldn't say that just because I think the Yankees on paper are probably still the better team overall. Think so? But when it comes yeah, when, I mean when you look when
0: you look at pitching like like starting rotation of Yeah, times. as
1: an overall aspect. So like I can't say they're cursed if they lose in the Yankees in the World Series like I just think the better team won. But if they yeah. were to like somehow be first-round exit like last year or something like that, then I would say, like, holy cow, like, what's going on? That that team should be in the World Series right now. It should be Game 7. You know, like, I don't think either team will win in four games if they played in a series. I think it's going to Game 7, and it's going to be one to two run deficit. You know, like, it's going to be an insane series. So, either way, it would be very unfortunate for them to not win the World Series because of what they've gone through, and – who they've acquired but i i don't think i could say necessarily it was a curse
0: right okay yeah it's just something i thought of like i i feel like the dodgers in my opinion i feel like the dodgers should be the favorite right now to win the world series and if if they didn't win i just i feel like it'd be be pretty pretty unfortunate because i don't think that there's a there's a better team out there right now but we'll see gotta play the games so moving to the second-place team that I believe that will finish in second place in the American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays. What do you got on them, Bailey?
1: Yeah, I don't think it'll be close. I think 1 and 2 are pretty dead set, and I even think 3, 4, and 5. I think if you were to take predictions of standings 1 through 5, this is probably the easiest division to try to predict this year just because of what the Red Sox have lost. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay added, but they're still not there. The Boston Red Sox are still the better team. And then the Orioles are the Orioles. So I think one through five, it's pretty dead set. You could chalk it up right now. Um, they did make some interesting moves this year, with, starting with uh, trading away Tommy Pham, which I don't know how big of a fan I am of that move, but they did acquire Hunter Renfro. Not a, a big fan. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um. And then uh, Manuel Margot, who, I mean, had a pretty solid year last year when it comes to – he's just a solid glove in the you know center field, which he'll be backing up. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer, who's an absolute animal when it comes to defense. Um, you got guys like – they picked up um, Mike Zunino, who was a pretty good guy behind the plate. And then some interesting ones like Jose Martinez from the Cardinals, who – when it comes to hitting left-handed hitters, he's one of the best in the league, believe it or not. When you look at his, like even in the postseason last year, he batted a 538. He was 7 for 13 with a 1,200 OPS and a, you know, 538 OPB. So he's going to be an absolute monster. He'll only play with a left-handed pitcher. You will not see him anywhere on the field or in the lineup if, if it's a righty on the, at the plate or pitching, I mean. Um, I think it was really uh, one guy that I really wanted the White Sox to get in free agency that they that the U- Tampa Bay Rays snagged. Who I think is going to be an animal is uh, that Yoti Yoshi Tomo Su- uh, Sutsugo. I totally butchered <laughs> that, but the Japanese <laughs> dude. His uh, he's got about fourteen thousand letters in his name, but left-handed power hitter. Just absolute slug. Dude. He was a 30-home-run guy in Japan, and I think it'll translate to the MLB as well. I think it, it'll be a, pretty much a big stud at the DH spot and then occasionally left field.
0: But they made... Yoshitomo go
1: Yeah, you probably said that a lot closer than what I had. Nice. Okay. But yeah, yeah, but that was a tongue <laughs> That was a tongue full there. Yeah. Uh. But I will say this. Even though they are guarant- I I can't say guaranteed because, you know, we got to play baseball, but... They did lose a couple good, you know, key guys in their lineup. You got Travis Darnot behind the plate. You lost Eric Sogard, a super utility player. And then Avi Garcia, who platooned in right field or left field, depending on, you know, whatever he had going on. Because you do have Austin Meadows, Brandon Lowe, Hunter Renfro, and Kevin Kiermaier all out there. So it's going to be a pretty busy outfield. And then Jesus Aguilar, which... Isn't much, you know, to say that you lost, but there—that was another piece that they lost. As for the Tampa Bay Rays wrapping up their off season, I think they—they they added a couple of arms in their bullpen, and like I said, they'll be a wild card team out of the AL East.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you there. I I think you could set their plus minus for Wednesday at eighty eight, and yeah, just adding on to that, they have they had a solid outfield until they traded away Tommy Pham, which. I, again, I I don't I didn't see that one coming or why they would have done that. I don't I I didn't look into any details. Was it to Was it to save cap space? Cause, <laughs> I mean they don't have they don't have much much money on the books right now. And I I don't know if it was to if they didn't if they weren't gonna have control of them. I I'm not sure w- why they made that move.
1: Um, I think they really liked the. Um, let me see. I think they got an arm out of it too. Okay. But I think they like the arm. They they did lower payroll in the trade, so you know with the Rays, you know how they are. They like to ball on a budget, and that's exactly what they're doing this year. I think you'll yeah. see a I think you'll see a big bounce back year out of Blake Snell. Um, you know who won the Cy Young not last season, but the year prior. And then you still got guys like Tyler Glass now and Charlie Morton that are absolute animals in uh, starting rotation. So. Looking forward to watching them play baseball. They're fun to watch.
0: Absolutely, and then yeah, we can head out to the team that just traded away their the best player that they've seen in twenty five thirty years. It's safe to say. Yeah. Boston Red Sox.
1: Yeah, I so will. Obviously, I will say it is weird going. looking at their depth chart and not seeing them out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, not not seeing Mookie Betts there. You're seeing Alex Verdugo as your as your right fielder. Um, and yeah and it's weird they they did just sign Kevin Pillar too
1: yeah I think that's a good move considering all three of their outfielders prior to that move were left-handed so that was their first yeah. right-handed outfielder um yeah it was a good move he's we all know what he can do in the field and there's not much pressure you know when it comes to hitting when you have that kind of glove so the their reds the rotation looks absolutely pitiful. They only have four guys listed on the dang roster. So, you're definitely going to yeah. see a lot of interesting things with um you know, openers and stuff like that. They also just finally got their manager. Uh I, the old bench coach, I believe.
0: Yep. Yeah, it was bench coach. that yeah. they're going to give the job to.
1: And the interesting part about all that is because Alex Cora was their manager, and the reason they got rid of him before the MLB got their, you know, investigation over with is because they were saying the Boston Red Sox also cheated. But now it almost seems like there was nothing really there. So it could fire back on them to where they got rid of Alex Cora for no reason. So I'm they, interested to see the results of that.
0: They haven't, Yeah, they haven't come down with Alex Cora's punishment.
1: Well, because there oh. might not be one based on the new evidence being found and all this stuff, it sounds like he might end up not getting anything, and here they got rid of him for no reason at that point. So I think they were quick to pull the trigger there. They got kind of nervous seeing what happened in Houston, and I guess that's their reasoning behind that.
0: Maybe hit the refresh button on the punishment for Houston. That would be nice. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of stuff that is emerging, and unfortunately, it links a lot of it links back to Carlos Beltran too, which is yeah. pretty unfortunate in that yeah. regard.
1: Yeah, I think uh you can it'll be interesting to watch what Chris Sale can do based on the elbow issues he's having. You still got absolute studs in in Rafael Devers and Xander Bogart's. No, I f-
0: don't forget about JD Martinez.
1: Well that's what I was just gonna talk about. I find it super interesting that he didn't take his opt out this year. I feel like yeah, he's he-
0: going he's going to after this year, I guarantee it. Yeah.
1: I feel like he could have made a lot of money this season and I think the <laughs> Red Sox are were actually hoping that he opted out so they could keep Mookie so that I find that whole situation pretty interesting they
0: yeah, yeah, the 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 main reason it sounds like that they moved Mookie Betts is just because of salary relief to get under the the luxury tax
1: right yeah when like, they, when Heim Bloom came in as the GM his number one you know job from the ownership was to get under the luxury tax and that's what he did that,
0: and yeah i i feel like that they, they they could have made better moves rather than just get rid of mookie bets to get under the luxury tax
1: yeah i just don't think there's ever especially in an organization with that much money and in their situation it's like how could you ever put yourself in a position where you trade your best player away like 2 years ago they were winning world series so they're worth more than the friggin' yankees yeah i, I don't it's
0: know it's like 6.6 billion
1: yeah, I, uh, Boston Red Sox fans, I'm sorry, but I, d- I don't know what they were doing there. I will say that that, um, reliever that they got from the twins in the deal is is an absolute animal. The Brutsard Grotterall or whatever.
0: Yeah, Grotterall. Yeah, throws Dude. 102.
1: Yeah, he's got a 100 mile an hour sinker. It's pretty filthy.
0: Nah. But yeah, yeah. that that's, that's solid, solid pickup for them.
1: Yeah, one guy that I, would like to see the White did, Sox sign that the Red Sox lost was uh, Brock Holt as a utility infielder.
0: Did, did he end up going to the Red Sox, or did he? I thought there was, a, like, the new deal that got worked out. He ended up going to the Dodgers.
1: I oh, could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm, you're totally right. In the first deal, he was originally going to the Red Sox, and that's what started the whole problem is because they wanted a starting pitcher and he wasn't. Yep. So they didn't t- pass that physical. Yeah, so then the Dodgers got him, too, on top of all the stuff that they got. So they really <laughs> yeah. walked away with a. Some yeah, and they're and they and they're
0: players. only, yeah, they're only paying Chris Sale fifteen million too, or not Chris Sale, uh, David Price. They're only paying David yeah. Price fifteen million. Yeah, Boston.
1: Yeah, Boston's paying half of his salary. Yeah, solid deal. Yep. Um, but going off a team that's going to be on, on a much better direction as far as uh, putting a lineup together, is the you know the I think the Toronto Blue Jays will be fun to watch with all the young talent. I don't yeah. think they have what it takes to necessarily beat the Red Sox yet. But no. Maybe in two, three years I think they could really have something going here. They they really bolstered that uh starting rotation with Hinjin Ryu, Chase Anderson, Tanner Roark, who are all three, you know, pretty solid pitchers. Obviously Ryu's uh Cy Young nominee last year. But if they can keep him healthy, that'll be a pretty fun team to watch for sure. Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio.
0: Flo Bichette.
1: Yeah. And then you got uh a guy that isn't really talked about as much when it comes to the young talent is Lordy Skiriel Jr. who had an absolute breakout season last year in uh bat the two eighty. You know, with a he was around a nine hundred OPS with twenty bombs. Mm-hmm. Got the guy had a pretty good season. And uh, I think they have a lot of talent there, and we'll it'll be interesting to see what a guy like Travis Shaw can do coming after one of the worst seasons in MLB history. It seemed like, so we'll see what he can do. Cause in 2018, he was a pretty decent ball player.
0: Yeah, I I like that they went after a pitcher, and it, it was it was entertaining too that they were or it was rumored that they that they had a major offer on the table too for Garrett Cole. So if they, if they would have made that splash too. Like they they would have been a they would have been a serious team.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't think people realize how much money the Toronto Blue Jays actually have. I mean, I know all teams are Canada's aren't team, poor baby. by any means, but Blue Jays they're pretty wealthy. They also got another Japanese player with the uh, Shun Yamaguchi who could be pretty solid. He's not really a much of a risk because coming out of Japan, he signed a pretty small contract, like two years, like thirteen million or something. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting yep. to see if he can get get something spicy out there. Hmm.
0: So, yeah, touching on that owner piece, they they have the richest owner in major leagues.
1: Yeah, so that's so. why I'm saying, like, you got this young talent together. Once they feel like they've developed, uh, look for them to make some more big splashes in free agency for the next year or two. For absolutely.
0: By the way, plus minus for wins for the Red Sox, I have a 85. I have a 85, and then the Toronto Blue Jays for plus minus for wins. I'm going to put them at 79.
1: Okay, I think you're if I were to guess, I would go maybe a game or two lower on the Red Sox and a game or two higher on the Blue Jays. Okay.
0: So they'll be you think they'll be right around that that same that same threshold right around 500 mark.
1: Yeah, I think they both have 500 potential whether that's the Red Sox playing down to it or the Blue Jays playing up. But I think both will sit within 3 games of 500 both of them.
0: Okay, that's fair. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I like what the Blue Jays are doing. They got a very very young team. Some generational, some generational talent players that are, that their, their fathers are known.
1: Yeah. Um, but, and like I said about making a splash and think uh, free agency, next year's free agent class is pretty solid as well. I know this year's was pretty crazy, but like, nuts, man. like like I said, this next season coming up look for them to make another splash, you know, kind of like a Ryu. So we'll see how that goes. As far as a team that's uh, not really doing much, you got the the Baltimore Baltimore. Orioles. (laughs) Yeah, you got – I mean, they did pick up Hanser Alberto and Jose Iglesias, who is a pretty decent shortstop, Uh, left Cincinnati. But as far as that, you pretty much got Trey Mancini and – Trey Mancini I mean <laughs> like this it's just rough to watch John Meads. he's not terrible but I mean this team I don't I don't even really know what to talk about this team besides they're guaranteed fifth place in this division for the next two years three years Camden
0: yeah. Yards is a beautiful ballpark yeah that's about Chris all you- Davis Chris Davis broke out of his slump last year yeah uh, that. are you looking at their depth chart right now yeah, yeah. So they have a, a starting pitcher by the name of Asher Washingtonowski. Yeah, That's he's a fun got a name to say.
1: Yeah, he's got forty seven letters in that name. That's pretty nice. That's pretty cool.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: had a five ERA last year, so not necessarily a a good pitcher, but he throws the ball, baseball.
0: So, I mean, I, I'm looking at Sport Track right now, just looking at uh at, at at these free agents. I mean, it, I don't think it, it I don't think it takes into effect um their if they have qualifying offers or extensions or anything, but this is the 2021 free agent class. So you got Yonatas Cespedes, Mookie Betts, Giancarlo Stanton, Jake Arrieta, Masahiro Tanaka, Jordan Zimmerman, JD Martinez. Uh, okay, so yeah, you you got qualifying offers in there like so JD Martinez, he's probably going to opt out. George Springer, Yadi Molina. Uh Jake Odorizzi, Trevor Bauer, Justin Turner, Michael Brantley, Castellanos. You, you got you got quite a few big name guys in here.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So next year's free agent uh, class should be fun to watch as well. I'd like to see the White Sox uh, make a splash at right field next off because I think if you were to pick one position, they're really lacking and It's that right there. This is right field. Yeah, I mean you got no more Mazzara, but I mean if you can make Mookie Betts an offer that he gets horny about, that would be pretty sexual to see if yes me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be Or even be Castellanos
1: nuts. if he opts out of his Reds contract.
0: Yeah, well that'd be that'll be interesting to see. There's a lot of questions going into this season. Uh, speaking of questions, we did receive a Twitter question. From the Tanner Mortensen, who is a continuous listener of the Last Talk Baseball podcast. Thank you again, Tanner. So, he asked us, do you think that teams should have a minimum spending limit for player salaries? The Pirates are only spending $45 million this year on their roster. Garrett Cole is making 88% of that just this year.
1: Well, for one, nice job on the research, Tanner. And then two...
0: He brought out the percentages.
1: Yeah, that's big time. Number cruncher. Yeah. I don't think you can necessarily force a team to spend more money to be competitive, like if they want to throw games i I don't see how you can implement something saying like you haven't spent enough, your team is not good enough, you need to go sign somebody. um I do see the frustration in watching teams like this have such a horrendous season and continue to have that because they've been in a rebuild for the last seven years but i just don't find some a way to like tell a team they're not spending enough you, you know if they're not going to spend enough to be competitive that's only their fault no one else's
0: right yeah if if you're going to tank get your losses go get them but i mean that that's the unique thing to baseball is i mean there's that's that's why there's teams that have such such little to spend on players or not little to spend on players they just have such a small small uh salary that they're paying their players because of the talent level and because you've got you've got high higher level teams that are are paying their players because there's no salary cap there's no salary cap in baseball and that's unique to it when, when you compare it to leagues like the like ml or uh, to nba and nfl and yeah, it's just it's just a unique league, it's a unique perspective on things. But no, I don't think that there should be a minimum. I, I think if anything ever happens, there will be a salary cap implemented. But again, that's that's something that's unique to baseball that I hope doesn't get doesn't get taken away. But if there was anything to maintain a competitive balance, I don't think there's gonna be I don't think teams are gonna get forced to pay a certain amount. I think teams are gonna be held to a salary cap, if anything
1: yeah speaking of which uh who was it? Alex Wood tweeting that you know the Royals just were bought for four billion dollars, yeah and saying was... and saying that you know all these teams have money, there should be no reasons to rebuild or stuff like this. We should all be able to be spending money, and it's like, dude, for one, four billion dollars isn't a whole lot when you got guys like the Yankees spending three hundred and forty million on Garrett Cole, like I get that's not all in one year, but you can't yeah, compare an organization like the Yankees to the Kansas City Royals
0: right and like like we just touched on it too like the Royals they were bought for one one billion dollars one uno one the Red Sox are worth six point six billion so I mean take take that into perspective there you're you're talking over six and a half times the the amount of money that that team is worth, and the Royals were just bought for a billion dollars I mean you're not you can't hand out. You can't hand out. That doesn't mean you can't hand that you can hand out a billion dollars worth of contracts. It doesn't work like that. A baseball team is an investment, and you're looking for longevity. You're not looking to spend all that money in one pool.
1: Yeah, and as a fan of a small market team, I know it's sad to say a team in Chicago is considered small market, but I I do just considering Jerry Reindorf is a cheap bastard, and the fact that they're Chicago's second team but in order to be successful in a small market team it it's just so much harder you have to build within you have to develop you do have to go into a five-year rebuild like the White Sox did like there's a lot of work to be competitive as a small market team whereas the Yankees can throw a nine-year $324 million contract to a pitcher in free agency and not you know miss a step at all on top of the lineup they already have like it's just a different stra- it's a different game. You know, you look at the Rays, they gotta have some mastermind running the operations over there, you know, to stay competitive. You don't see them busting out these ginormous contracts, yet they still win. It's it's just a different you know, different strategies based on, you know, different teams.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, so the baseball prospectus rankings or the yeah, the, the projected records came out today. Did you get a chance to look at those? Yeah, I did. So you wanna dissect those for a couple minutes here?
1: Yeah, I think the funny the craziest one is one that I actually d- predicted in the Let's Talk Baseball Pod episode like two or three was the they seem to be pretty pretty high and mighty on the Mets, just like I was earlier yeah, earlier. Very,
0: night. very high and mighty on the Mets.
1: Yeah, and I don't understand the decli- so much decline on the Braves they have the Braves and getting the Phillies. Well, the Phillies I I just don't think they're that good, but they have the Braves getting third in the NL East and the Mets winning it. Mhm. Which if the Mets were to win it, which would be I think crazy, that would put the Braves I think right behind them in second, but somehow they have the Nationals still winning 87 games without Anthony Rendon.
0: Yeah, that 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 is interesting. I I do believe the Nationals can can be a plus five hundred team. I mean, you still got you still got Strasburg and Scherzer as as your two starters. You still got guys like Trey Turner and um, Juan Soto, and you you still got some some impact players. But yeah, not a still not a second place team in that division, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. What uh speaking of divisions that got thrown around a little bit. What do you think about the NL Central?
0: I like it. I like I like the look of it, but I I mean based on my research and what I have said, I don't as a baseball fan, I don't agree, but as a Cubs fan, let's go baby. They're in that second wild card spot.
1: Yeah, I just don't so I just don't see based on the Cubs off season how they're going to win more games than last year.
0: Yeah, that 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 is interesting. I and feel like they're it's, heading it's in, in the other
1: direction, but they have them projected at 85 wins and they won 83 last year so yep. if you had to get take the over under I'm betting the house on the under but we'll see I also what do you think about St. Louis falling to third
0: yeah I, I, I don't agree with that either the, you, these, you have them going are... yeah
1: you have them going from winning the division to going below 500 Mhm.
0: interesting and you also look at the NL West you got you got the Dodgers at 103 wins. Okay. that that's pretty fair considering that Mookie Betts pickup. I'd <laughs> I'd put them I I'd, I'd, I don't know, 103 wins. That that's pretty high, but I mean yeah, I'd I'd be I'd bet money that they they finish with 100 plus wins. No, How about the rest no of the
1: division that. winning less than 80 games?
0: Right. I mean, I don't see the I don't see the Diamondbacks winning less than I don't see the Diamondbacks finishing under 500. And I don't see the Padres finishing in second.
1: I mean, you're talking the Dodgers clinching the division in July. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's literally what these standings are trying to say.
0: All-star break and the Dodgers have won the NL West again. Yeah.
1: And, and a, another team that um, stood out to me was, why is everyone so high and mighty of the Angels? I get the moves they made, but do they not realize how important starting pitching is? I don't see it. Yeah, no. I don't see them being able to compete with the Oakland A's, who are so well-rounded compared to the, I mean, you got the best player in baseball, don't get me wrong, anything can happen, but 87 wins?
0: mm mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, nope, don't agree with that one.
1: And then they, so they had, I saw the comment, the Texas Rangers are projected 73 wins on this post, and they, the actual Texas Rangers, you know, Twitter account, Put an asterisk saves tweet and then put like a, basically a shocked emoji. I thought that was pretty funny because I think they definitely yeah. are a better than seventy three win team with that rotation. But we'll see. Yeah, we're gonna be playing baseball. I think it's uh, thirty nine days on the dot today uh, to opening it, day. It's thirty nine, huh? Yeah. So we're we're, we're getting there. Got yeah.
0: got opening day tickets purchased the other day. It's it's close.
1: Yep. Uh. Great. Great American Family Ballpark, or wherever we're going. Um, yeah, it, it'll be next it'll season. be Miller
0: Park. It'll be Miller Park this season. But yeah, it'll be uh, yeah uh, American Family Insurance Ballpark, something like that. What whatever they end up naming it, it's gonna be and their sponsor is American Family Insurance. So
1: nice. And uh, before we go, you want to talk about a little reminder on the uh, giveaway action?
0: Oh, most certainly. So, as many of you know, there's this baseball game out there. It's called MLB The Show. It's Been around for a little while. Maybe play your buddies in it. Play online. Create a player. Make a stud. Terrorize the league a little bit. So you have a chance to win a free copy of that game. This is a sixty dollar value. With that, that's not including tax. We will pay the tax as well. So there's in nickels there, and yes, we'll bring a bag of nickels to GameStop. I don't even know. So, anyway, you have a chance to win a free copy of MLB The Show 20, and all the details to learn how to do that are on our Twitter, at LTBaseballPod. You can enter in via promo code. Uh, Promo code is Dinger. You can send us promo code Dinger in our DMs, or you can enter following the giveaway instructions pinned on our Twitter. So, Again, good opportunity to win a free game.
1: Yeah, and there's not an incredibly amount of people already in the giveaway, so your chances are pretty high, and doesn't cost cost, uh, you anything to enter. So,
0: think think we're coming up on thirty entrants, I know.
1: Yeah, so you're saying there's a chance.
0: There, there's a solid chance for you out there.
1: All right, so I think that's it till uh, next week. Check the Twitter. We will be giving you a little preview on what we got cooking for Episode 8. That's all I got.
0: All right. Thank you guys for
1: listening. All right. Peace out, peeps.